Hey, good morning, everybody. How are we doing today? You guys good? Those of you that are watching us online, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we know that there are so many other better-looking preachers that you could be watching, but you've evidently gotten lost somewhere, or, but you're here. Thank you guys for, for watching and pray that you guys have already been uh, encouraged uh, a little bit. And hey, God, aren't you thankful that um, um, we, we actually put the music out during the live stream uh, for people to watch and experience? I don't know if any of you guys have ever watched that, but, but uh, a lot of the times the guy's like, man, we just need to put the sermons out. I'm like, bro, I'm not good enough for that. I said, we need some good music out there as well. I want people to get a full scope of what's happening here at 1910 Church. So, hey, let's just show some honor real quick to our worship team if we can as well for what they do. It's awesome. It is great. It is great. So uh, glad you guys are here today. We're going to jump right into it, okay? You ready? No, no, no. Are you ready? Now, I warned you last week, remember? If you weren't here last Sunday, I did give a, a kind of a warning about today's sermon. And so uh, I'm going to pray, and while everybody's eyes are closed, if you want to leave, you can, but uh, it, is, it, is, it is on. It's going to be strong today, okay? So uh, let's just pray. Lord, we know that your spirit is here, and so we don't have to beg, plead, ask. No, you're here, and we feel you. Anybody feel the spirit this morning? You're present with us, Father. Here's what I am going to ask, Father, that we would allow your spirit the freedom to do what he wants to do in us. Uh, there's some work that needs to happen in this house today. And as the Holy Spirit, would you come? Refiner's fire, would you come and purify us today? And would you make us new? There is no one like our God. We just sang that. There is no one like our God. There's no one higher, no one greater. Wow, you're the one true God. And it is an honor and a privilege to be in your presence I am so thrilled that you are God, my Father, because I've said yes to your son, Jesus, and that makes me one of yours. There's no greater joy in life than to be a child of the King, and I'm a child of the King not because I come to church. I'm a child of the King because I said yes to Jesus and his death on the cross. And I ask Jesus to come in and cleanse me and forgive me of my sins. And Lord, I pray that there's someone here today that's not done that. Oh, Lord, today would be the day. Mm. Father, we know that you're at work. You're not just at work in this house. You're at work in churches all across our community. And today I want to I pray for, for one uh, of our churches. I want to pray for Spring Creek Methodist Church, Lord. And I thank you for my friend, Pastor Stephen Sanders. Lord, for the friendship that we share, for, for his passion for you. His, he, he is a student of the word. His, his desire to, to be able to share and articulate your truths, God, to people. I love that. And Lord, I'm praying today for Pastor Stephen as he stands in the pulpit. Lord, that there would be a holy, anointed, spirit-driven fire that comes from him today. Let him not be concerned about what man thinks. Let him be more concerned and compelled by a great God in heaven and what he wants to say and do. Lord, I'm praying that today would be a great day of harvest at Spring Creek Methodist Church. And Lord, I'm praying that you would set that church ablaze. This community needs that church on fire. And Lord, I'm praying, God, that you would use them in a powerful way. 
Lord, we need some work here as well. And as we've already prayed, would you come, Holy Spirit, and just move? I'm going to pray against the spirit of distraction right now. Some of you guys, it's going to be real easy for you to be thinking about what's happening this afternoon or, or maybe even something on your schedule this week. Hey, don't go there. Would you just sit and continue to focus on the goodness of a God in heaven who's got a great word for you today? Mm. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Woo! I'm all teary-eyed, and I'm not even started yet. Amen. Mm, it's good. Hey, real quick, because I'll forget it, and there's no better time to say it than right now. Um, you did hear a plug about our restore area, resources out in the atrium. And, and, and there's a book out there that might be a great read for you today uh, in relation to, to what we're speaking on today. This is a book by, by Louis Giglio. Uh, it's called Goliath Must Fall. And I want to encourage you that, that if, if during the course of our time together today, the Holy Spirit is doing a work in you and, and you might just want to deal with some of the stuff we're going to deal with today. This is probably going to be a great read for you, okay? So it's not my book. I'm not, I'm just, I just want to get resources into your hands that will encourage you and push you forward towards holiness and Christ-likeness. Amen? Hey, let me ask you a question. Are you, are you familiar with the concept of structural sin? Have you ever heard of that phrase? Structural sin. The, the, structural sin refers to sin that is on a on a national or a cultural scale, the, the common habits that we see present in, in, in our world today, maybe practices and, and assumptions in a society. And, and here's the thing with structural sin. It is those habits and those practices and those assumptions that, that we as believers have come to adopt. Now, here's the problem with that, and maybe it's just me. Maybe, maybe you don't agree with this, but, but there are some things that are present in our culture today. There are some habits that are taking place. There are some assumptions that, that I don't think are healthy for the church of Jesus Christ. I, I believe that if we're not careful, we can be sucked into those things, and, and if we're not careful, we might find ourselves looking, acting, thinking just like an unbelieving world around us. Am I talking to anybody? And my fear and my concern today is that instead of, 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 of the blood-bought, the redeemed, the church, the body of Jesus Christ, the saints and heirs to the throne, the children of God, instead of us going out and, and exerting our influence on the culture, trying to, to somehow nudge our culture in a godly direction, what's happening is I think many of us are being pulled further and further away from the God and from the truth. Maybe that's just me. But this thing called structural sin, oh, it, it corrupts something. It corrupts us over the course of time as we slowly absorb the values and the ideas that are contrary to biblical teaching. Does that make any sense? Am I, am I in bounds or out of bounds right now? Okay, okay, good. So, so you agree with that a little bit, right? So can we just go with this thought today, right? Today, this idea of you need to know is not just something that just crept in today. It's not just something that, that, that this year we flipped a switch and, and, and we're, we see lifestyles that are contrary to God's idea. 
or, or habits. It's not just something that, that has happened in since, you know, Y2K, but this has been a slow migration away from the truth, okay? In fact, you, you can go back early on in history. I don't know if you read the Bible, but it is a great, great book to read. In fact, why the heck did I even mention this? Hey, th- we have these available too, <laughs> if you need one, okay? <sighs> Crap, this one's free. This one will cost you 15, but this one's free. If you need one, come see me, okay? But, 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 but this is something that, that has happened throughout history. You go back into the Old Testament. I, I've, I've been reading through Exodus and I'm, I'm in Leviticus. Actually, I just left Leviticus. Praise Jesus. And I'm in numbers a little bit now. But because what you see in Exodus and Leviticus is just this, this man, these, the children of Israel turning their back on Jehovah God. I know that that would not happen in our day and age, but the children of Israel back once upon a time, there was a group of people that, that began to be sucked into false religions that were around them. That they, they began to do things that their God, their one true God, urged them not to participate and do. And again, I know this is old world problems. But what we find is in the Old Testament during their, their Babylonian captivity, that, that it serves as a prime example, a powerful example of, of, of what my concern is today. What you find are the people of Judah that, that because they begin to be sucked into what opinions maybe were from other groups around them, Maybe because of what looked attracted to them outside of, of their people group or their church family. They begin to buy in to beliefs that their God did not desire for them. And what we find is the people of Judah find themselves soon in, in exile until they come to a place where, where not only they recognize their sin, but they repent of that sin as well. You see, here's the deal. It's not enough just to recognize our sin. Some of you have, have, a, have a great sinometer that goes off whenever you know that you've done something that flies in the face of God. But what God wants us to do is actually repent from that sin as well. That word repent means to turn and go the opposite direction. Are you with me today? You better talk back to a bald and overweight preacher or we will stay all day. Not only must I recognize, but until, until Israel recognized that and repented of that, they found themselves exiled from the Father. And in this age of grace, I want you to know that God typically does not deal with us directly. And, and furthermore, times are a little bit different. There is no longer just one nation that, that is considered the chosen people. Instead, what we find in our current culture today is that the body of Christ, the children of God, are, are literally spread all around the world, aren't they? Uh, just as we pray for Spring Creek today, they're gathered and they're worshiping and lifting high the name of Jesus. We are gathered here, but there are, there are worshipers gathered all around the world, and their same call, the same desire God has for, for this house, he has for all of the other believers as well. Thus, our, our influence series, he's calling us to be salt and light to the nations. He's calling us, the blood-bought, the redeemed, to go out to all peoples and, and, and preserve and enlighten them with the truth about the one true God that created all things. Was so that not a powerful song? And if he left the one behind... So will I. And if he loved creation enough to give his very best, 
man, so will I. I want to give and serve and give everything. But that's what we're called to be. Just as Israel was called to be that salt and light and, and, and spread the, 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 the truth about the true God of Israel, so are we. But just as we read about the Jews being influenced by idol-worshiping nations around them, I'm, I'm afraid that, that it is a, it's, a, it's a scenario that is being replayed in our day and age as well. That we individual followers of Jesus are are under uh, uh, an influence of of sinful and idol-worshiping people around us. I don't have to give many statistics or prove to you that, that there is a negative, ungodly influence that is running rampant in our culture today. I, I remember back in the day when I was in school and... and uh, uh, and, and many of you remember that, that a lot of the major issues, even in school, that, we used to, that teachers dealt with were, were excessive talking or chewing gum, right? Where times have changed today and that we know that knives and gun violence and all of those things are, are, are a real deal issue that our students deal with. We know that today media has changed from what it was some 50 years ago, correct? Has television changed? Any, anybody, any old schoolers in the house? You remember, you remember um, the Dick Van Dyke show? I, 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 I didn't know that a husband and wife slept in the same bed. Because in that show, remember Dick and Laura Petrie, were, they, they had their own separate beds, correct? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Watch TV Land or something. You'll, it'll, it'll jog your memory. But you watch any primetime television show today, and, and, and it's not that you just sleep with your wife, but you can sleep with your neighbor's wife and it's okay. You can sleep with, with your best friend's wife and it's, it's okay. Times have changed when it comes even to what we see on television, correct? Sex is everywhere. Fornication everywhere. Adultery. It's just commonplace, isn't it? Divorce has become a choice in our culture today. Gambling and, 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 and abortion and, and immorality, violence. I mean, it, where, where does it stop? But that's the day and time in which we live in, correct? That's the day and age. And so maybe we don't find many people out carving idols made of gold these days. But make no mistake about it. For us as the blood bought the redeemed, there is an influence in our culture today that we are being sucked into and lured into, Correct? And it's a problem. So today, I thought we could just talk about it, if that's all right with you. If you guys will just stay seated there and just throw me a bone every once in a while and talk back to me, this is going to be a great journey together today. And I want you to please understand something today. There is no condemnation coming from this platform this morning. There's no condemnation that comes from the Father above. There is condemnation that comes from an enemy that is out to still kill and destroy you. Now, you need to know something. There is conviction that I believe that God wants to bring into this house today. But there's no condemnation. But I want us to talk a little bit today about this idea of holiness, if that's all right with you. And we've been talking about influence, being salt and light, and, and using our influence to serve people around us and changing the way that our culture thinks and acts and behaves. That's what the word influence means. 
for us to have such an influence on, on our world around us that our world literally changes the way it thinks, acts, or behaves. Do you think that's possible? Three people. Praise That's all right. It's all right. I remember three teenagers that stood one day when Nebuchadnezzar said to bow, and they refused to. And they stood strong for what they believed in. Today we're going to talk about this idea of holiness. We're going to talk about influence that ought to be stand-out influence. You know that there ought to be something different about you, Christian? Did you know that, that, that there ought to be something about you that, that stands out from the norm that we see in our world today? You ought to be different. I'm not making that up. Let's look at God's word. God's word is truth. Amen. 1 Peter chapter 1, beginning in verse 14, we find these words. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then. But now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy. What does standout influence look like in our culture today? We talk about this from time to time. And I, I would love to, to follow you guys around sometime and just kind of have a GoPro hidden somewhere you know, in my eyeglasses or a ball cap I had on or something. I would just love to record it and, and just say, hey, when you think of oh so-and-so, what, what are some things? If no one knew who I was or what I did, I would just love to interview some of your friends, some of your social groups you run with. I, Hey, students, I would love to interview some of your teachers to see how you act in class. Yeah. Hey, those of you that just moaned and groaned, hey, you were a turd back in school too. Don't act like you were always, you probably rubbed your teacher wrong too. Remind yourself of that, right? Yeah, I was bad news. Okay, that, but that's, it's not about me. It's about you sinful people, not about me today. Right? I'm just wondering what would be said of us if we were to interview some of the people you run with, some of your people you work with, some of your friends that you play golf with or run with or write with. I wonder what would, do we stand out? Hey, hey, Christian man, Christian lady, student, do you, st are you different are you, is there something different that, that people say, man, I, I see what's going on around us in our world today, and I'm just, there's something different about them. They're a little weird. By the way, we have a series coming up this Christmas season called Weirdos. I'm just telling you, it is the Christmas story. Weirdos. You're going, what? Yeah, you just come back. I promise you, it's going to make sense. But listen, this thing called holiness, I want us all to understand something today. Every one of us that have said yes to Jesus, every one of us that call ourselves a Christ follower, every one of us that call ourselves a Christian, check this out. We are called to live a life of holiness. It wasn't just a, a novel idea back in, in, in the times in which 1 Peter was written. It, it is the same call for you and I today that we are called to live a life of holiness. Now listen, I know that with temptation swirling around us each day, it's hard to walk in this thing called holiness, isn't it? It's difficult. It's hard. And I, and I think that maybe it's difficult because maybe we just don't truly understand holiness. 
Now, if you were to look up the word holiness, here's what you're going to find. Holiness means a setting apart, or it means, it means purity. And I believe that those are the words that, that, that we read that are supposed, those ideas are supposed to come across us when we read those words in 1 Peter chapter 1. That, that we are to be a set apart. We are to be a stand out, a pure people. Holiness means setting apart or purity. And oftentimes when you preach on holiness and when you talk about it, we, we oftentimes equate holiness with, with a pious life, devoid of, uh, of sin at all times. But listen, holiness isn't a trait you earn. Holiness comes when you understand your position in Jesus Christ. You see, once you accept Jesus Christ as as your Lord and Savior, once you ask God to forgive you of your sins, here's what happens. God's Holy Spirit indwells you. Listen, I said yes to Jesus at the age of nine. Some of you didn't think I was a Christian, but I am. I said yes to Jesus at the age of nine, and he came in at that moment, and the Holy Spirit of God came into my life. Now, I would like to stand here today and tell you that since the age of nine, I have literally been obedient to the Spirit at all times. But if my mom and dad were standing right here today, they would tell you, oh, it's a different story, right? Now, he was there. The Holy Spirit filled me. But it was up to me whether I allowed my life to be dominated by the Spirit. Come on, somebody. You see, there's a difference there. I believe that, that, that places of worship today all across the, our nation are filled with Christian people. But I also believe that many of those Christian people are not being dominated by the Spirit of God. They're letting other things come in and, and, and it just kind of rob them of this incredible life, this Spirit-dominated, Spirit-controlled, Spirit-filled life that Jesus wants us all to have. Am I making sense to anybody? See, it's this idea of letting the Spirit of God consume you. The moment I said yes to Jesus, his Spirit was deposited within me. And there's one thing that we can be certain of today. God is holy, correct? He is a holy God. And so if God is holy and his Spirit lives within me, wouldn't it make sense that I am holy as well? Would you believe that it's possible for me to live a holy life? Listen, the minute you gave your life to the Lord, you became holy. And Peter's reminding us of our call here to live this holy life in 1 Peter chapter 1. Listen, if it were not possible, why would God say that we should be it? God would not require us to do something that we couldn't do. But let Let me correct that a little bit. On your own, you can't live a holy life. But through the power of the spirit that is at work within you, you have the potential, come on somebody, to live this thing called holiness. But the question I guess for us today is to what level will you allow the spirit of God to dominate and consume your life? To what level will you be spirit led and spirit driven? I'll just activate it during the hour of power on Sunday. No, 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 no. And each and every day, moment by moment, Man, the Spirit of God wants to consume you and dominate your life, right? Mm, Man, this idea of walking in holiness, I'm telling you, 
This idea of walking in holiness will come in our lives when we are no longer comfortable with sin. And that's the disconnect in our culture today. Because so many of us are comfortable with some of the sinful ways and ideas and habits that are being thrown at us in our culture today, right? As sin becomes more repulsive to us, though, as it, as it makes us more sick to our stomachs, when it becomes something that we no longer are grab, drawn to and gravitate towards, I'm telling you, the more we grow repulsive towards sin and the more we grow attracted to God's ways, that's when we will have the potential to live out this lifestyle of holiness. Listen, no longer should we desire to to, to walk in the way of the ungodly, nor should it feel comfortable to you, Christian, sinful living. You should not be just okay with what you're watching and listening to. It should be filtered through your spirit-o-meter. Are you repulsed by what you see? I just think sometimes we're a little too comfortable. I think we're a little too comfortable with sin. But I want to remind you today that that is the very thing that God saved us from. He saved us from sin. And when we remember that and we choose his way that each time that, that temptation, and it's going to cross your path, isn't it? It's going to come. But each time we choose his way, we will walk in holiness. Every Christian is called to live a life of holiness. I, I, I'm afraid, I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm afraid that I've been guilty of wanting spectacular results in my Christian life, but giving only mediocre effort. Can anybody else relate? I, I, I want these incredible, spectacular God moments, and I wanna be a, a man on fire, a man ablaze. I wanna be one of those, that, but, but I'm not willing to put forth the maximum effort. I was reminded earlier today of something I learned when I was younger and it stuck with me that there is nothing of worth that comes easily and if I desire to live a life of holiness it is going to be a battle with an enemy that is out to steal kill and destroy me it is going to be a battle and if I desire to walk in this area of holiness it is going to come with tremendous effort not mediocre effort Mother Teresa, maybe you've heard of her. She, she was a Nobel Peace Prize winner. Just Google it. Um, she put it best when she said this, our progress in holiness depends on God and on ourselves. It's on God's grace and it's on our will to be holy. We, 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 we talked about this idea of willpower with our men on Wednesday night. By the way, if you're a dude here, uh, there's nothing good on TV on Wednesday nights. You ought to come and, and place yourself in, a, in, a, in an environment with other dudes. And we consume enormous amounts of coffee. We sing because real men sing and worship. And then we challenge each other with the word of God. But we talked about this idea of willpower on Wednesday night. L- l- listen, you're, you're going to have to work towards this thing called holiness. You're, you're going to have to say no to some things. We talked about exercising the no muscle. We've got to have some willpower. The no muscle is the least exercised muscle in the human body. 
Some of us need some willpower, amen? Listen, it's on God's grace. It's dependent on God's grace and our, our willpower to be holy. It, it, it evidences itself in the, the daily decisions we make, the lifestyles that we live in. Listen, it is an hour by hour, day by day, living this thing out. Father Andrew Murray said that the starting point and the goal of our Christian life is obedience. You see, it's through obedience to God. It's through obedience to his word that your life will become more holy. Listen, most of us that are listening to this sermon today, whether in this room or, or in your home or on the beach or in a, in a military tent somewhere, Listen, most of us have a pretty good idea towards those things that God desires for us. Most of you have a little something that goes off when you go a direction, think something or do something that, that is not of God, right? That's the Holy Spirit of God at work within you, right? But you're gonna have to be obedient to those things that God calls you to do if you're gonna ever achieve holiness, you're going to have to know what God's word says. And, and did you know that it outlines those things that we need to live holy life? Did you know that, that there are some things that it says that the spirit produces in our lives? It's called fruit. You, you know that scripture speaks to that? Did, did you know that the Bible says, how can a young man keep his way pure? Oh, by living according to your word. Listen, it's there for you. You just got to take time and be obedient to what it says for you to do. In fact, that's our goal here at 1910 Church. I mean, we want to offer things and we want to come alongside of you and assist you as you pursue holiness. Guys, it's not that we're just up here wasting time and, 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 and just kind of hanging out because we don't have anything else to do in life. No, we're, we're, we're trying to equip you. We're trying to help you make godly decisions. We, we want to share things with you that will push you on towards Christ's likeness. So many opportunities for you to grow in Christ. Hey, are you taking advantage of those things? And, and by the way, just a sidebar real quick. If I've not made you mad, this is the moment right now. Let, let me just add this in relation to what the church is all about. Listen, we do not believe at 1910 Church that infrequent church attendance is God's will for your life. We, 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 we don't. Infrequent church attendance is not God's will for your life. Nor, I would say, nor is it a good testimony of your faith or of our church. Oh, I love our church, preacher. Great. Get your tail here every Sunday. Amen. You come whenever we offer some of these um, opportunities for you to grow in Christ. In, infrequent, I just don't get that. You know, I don't get that. It's not a good testimony of, of, of our faith. Oh yeah, I love God and see him at Christmas and Easter. It's so embarrassing when people send me, hey, I need a reference for something. And I'm, I'm asking the staff, does anybody know who this is? I mean, somebody show me a picture. We had this situation a couple of weeks, and I'm going, guys, listen, I'm called to fill out a, a, an application for somebody to, to, to foster and adopt a child. I love that. And by the way, we have a foster to adopt ministry at our church called Reclaimed. We believe that every kid needs a home to live in, that with a mom and a daddy that love them. 
It's sad that our culture has kids like that. And it's really sad that we make it difficult to put a kid in a home with a mom and dad that's going to love them. Amen? That's coming up in November, an Orphan Sunday. We're going to talk more about that in the next few weeks, okay? But, but, but I'm filling out a request for something. I'm going, I don't have a clue who this person is. And, and I'm not going to say yes to somebody to put a kid in their home and I don't know. And I'm, Listen, show up. We're, we're, I'm going to be here and bring my A game every week. The, the band's going to be here. We've prayed and prepared. and we're, Listen, but we're doing it because we want to encourage you. And here's what we're going to say. I, time, I mean, I'm going off, sidebar. Listen, we say this in the edge class. And hopefully every one of you have been through the edge class to kind of hear our vision about this. Listen, here's the deal. We know that 1910 church is not a church for everybody. I get that. There's not a perfect church that there's not a one, one size fits all. Are you with me on that? Listen, we're unique. We're different. We are weirdos. I get that. But here's the deal. We want you to find a place where you can connect, to plug in and advance the kingdom of God. And, and we are not ashamed to help you find that place. Hey, Pastor Stephen Sanders at Spring Creek Method, great church. Man, if, listen, but we just believe that, listen, it's time for us to be prepared as the body of Christ because we live in enemy territory. We need to be prepared so that we can withstand the attacks and anything that comes our way. Amen? Take advantage of growth opportunities. You plug in. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Well, let me get back to Scripture because that makes you feel a lot better than when I go off like that. Amen? <laughs> Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 17. I love these words. With the Lord's authority, I say this. Whose authority? The Lord's authority. So don't throw stones at me. Here is what he says. Live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life that God gives because they've closed their minds and they've hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. Man, those Gentiles are screwed up, aren't they? They got problems. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you've heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off the old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. And instead, let what? Let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Hey, put on your new nature. You're created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Here's the key to you living a holy life. And I've already referred to it. But it's walking in the Spirit. It's allowing the Spirit of God that came into your life when you said yes to Jesus to control and dominate your life. And you must walk in that Spirit. Look what Galatians 5.16 says. It says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Wow, tattoo opportunity moment. That's a great verse. Hey, listen, if you don't want to live sinful lives, if you don't want to cave in to your sinful desires and cravings, let the Holy Spirit guide your life. That's it. And it's walking in the Spirit. The text doesn't say fly in the spirit. It doesn't say jog in the spirit or run in the spirit. It doesn't say go to conferences that are full of the spirit. It says you need to walk in the spirit. You know what walking is? Walking is a series 
of small steps. It's a step after a step after step in the same direction. And as I step in the same direction over a long period of time, guess what? I get to my destination. Walking isn't exciting. I know for some of you as running or having a spirit bomb just drop and blow up. But I'm telling you, as we live holiness, it's going to come as we walk step by step. As you walk, not run, as you walk in the spirit, you will get to where you need to be. That's why I think walking is the perfect picture, perfect example of this thing called the Christian life. It describes the ordinary action by ordinary people in their ordinary routine. It's walking. Just walk. Hey, listen, just walk. Keep walking. And you will end up exactly where you need to be. It's walking in the spirit. That's why we believe that this hour of power is not enough for you. You've got to walk in the spirit daily. Just as you put on that full armor of God and you get ready for battle. I'm telling you, you've got to, the Holy Spirit filling is not a one and done. It is a daily thing. And you need the spirit of God to fill you. And you've got to walk in that spirit each and every day. I found a, an interview with Jim Caviezel recently. Jim Caviezel was, uh, was the gentleman that played Jesus in the movie The Passion of the Christ. Remember that one? Uh, Jim Caviezel was that actor. And, and, and Jim Caviezel was given an interview. And I love this quote that he shared during this interview. He said this. Set yourself apart from this corrupt generation, my brothers and sisters. You weren't made to fit in. You were born to stand out. You weren't made to fit in. You were born to stand out. My fear is that so many of us are just trying to fit in. We're chameleon Christians today, aren't we? We're just trying to fit in. We don't want to rock the boat or, or ruffle anybody's feathers. We're just trying to play nice and be accepted by everybody. Come on, guys. Show me where that was Jesus. Show me where he wasn't repulsed by sinful attitudes and actions. And Now, he wasn't a jerk about it. He loved, but he spoke up. He stood up. I'm just wondering if it's time for us to stand out a little bit more as the band comes up. Listen, some people never strive to become mature believers. Some of you, I know, I know some of you today will, will just say, hey, that was a great word, but it's not for me. And you will not take a step to pursue holiness. I, and I, I feel for you. I feel for you. Because I believe that this is, every, this is something that God desires for every one of us in this room. That we live holy lives. This idea of living a holy life, again, it's, it all boils down to your willingness to being obedient. Will you be obedient to what God has called you to live out and do? You know what the result of a holy life is? It's a deeper and richer and fuller life. See, I think that that may be one of the things why some of you that are, that are Christians, you're saying, man, I'm just not feeling it right now. Just not feeling it. Not clicking on all cylinders. Are you living a holy life? 
Christ is in there. He's not gone anywhere. It's just, what are you letting him do in you and through you? I want us to do something today. And this is, this is a little bit different for us, but, but, but we're going to do this. I, I want to invite you to stand. And here's what we're going to do today. I'm gonna, I want to just invite anyone that wants to come down to the altar today and just kneel before the Lord and, and just maybe... Maybe this idea of, of something gotten a hold, has gotten a hold of you that's keeping you from pursuing hope. Maybe you've been sucked in to something the enemy's doing. And, and, and today you would just say, you know what? I want to lay it down at the foot of the, of the cross today. I want to get rid of this today. And, and, and my desire is, is, is I want to pursue holiness. This is, a, this is a, I'm drawing a line in the sand type of moment. And, and, and I'm going I'm to put away the corruption, the ugliness of the world. And, and, and today I, I'm coming, I'm just going to kneel. If that's you, you just kind of, I'm going to just come kneel and I'm going to lay it at the foot of the cross and say, Christ, I want you to take this from me. There's a stronghold. Hey, is it, is, is there some, some, uh, some, some sexual sin in your life? Maybe is there greed or envy? Hey, is there lust? Hey, what about laziness? Any gluttony in the house today? You, you've bought into this stuff, right? These, we oftentimes call these those those seven great deadly sins, right? What, what is it in your life that's keeping you from pursuing? Maybe you're here today say, you know what? I know that the spirit of God is within me, but I've been to play it safer and I've not allowed the spirit to well up and rise up. So if that's you today, and if you just wanna come today, just kind of as a sign, I want you to come and kneel right now. You come on, anybody? Awesome, praise Jesus. Holy people in this house, Lord, amen. We're tired of doing business the way the world says we're gonna do business. Today, I want to tear down those, those structures that, that have been erected culturally or society, by, by society. Those, 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 those things, the political structures that, that are telling us this is how we have to be. No, I'm telling you, right is always right. And there's never a right way to do the wrong thing. And we've, been, we've bought in for far too long. Because this is what somebody else has said versus what our God has says, said. Today, Lord, we make a decision that we're not going to do business as usual. Father, today we kneel before you as our prayer ministry come and begin to minister over those down front today. Lord, today we make a decision that we're going to live life differently. We're going to live life on your terms. God, we're going to live the life that you've called us to live today. We are not going to buy in or be sucked into what culture says that this is what it's like. Oh, no, no, God. We're going to be obedient to you, God. We're going to look at your word. We're going to live our lives and form our lives around the word of the Lord. Listen, there's no question that our society is riddled with sin and corruption. And as you look at your life, would you say that you're influencing people for the kingdom? Or are you being influenced by a corrupt, out of control culture. And Father, today we kneel before you. Today, Father, we kneel before you and we say, God, no more. We are gonna be the bride of Christ that you dreamed of when you created this thing called the church. Lord, we're gonna be the blood, the redeemed, the saints and heirs that you call us to be. Lord, we're going to be the spirit-filled, spirit-dominated, spirit-controlled people. We're going to walk with you on a daily, moment-by-moment, minute-by-minute. We just are because that's who you've called us to be. 
Father, we will shine the light of Jesus Christ in dark places. We're not going to be afraid of the darkness. We're going to run to dark places, and we're going to illuminate it with God-given light. Father, we're going to be salt. We're going to go, and we're going to just season the world with the God flavors that you desire to be brought out. Father, we're not going to cower. Today's the day, Father. This is the turning point that we lay aside the old, as your word says, for the new that you've brought. That old sinful nature is dead and gone. And the new creation that God has made those who are in Christ, that is what's going to be what we're known for. A life set apart. A life of purity. If that means we need to cancel some subscriptions, Father, we're going to do that. Lord, if that means that we need to cut back on some time that we spend with certain individuals, we're going to do that. Lord, if that means that we need to to, to lay aside the remote and we need to pick up the Word of God, oh, we're going to do that. Lord, if that means that we're going to spend more time in prayer, we're going to do that. Father, if this life of holiness means that we're going to place ourselves in environments more for growth and encouragement, opportunities to serve and advance the kingdom, we're going to do that. Father, we're going to be holy as you are holy and as you've called us to be holy. Not for our glory, but for yours. We want to be a demonstration to a lost and dying world what a life in Christ looks like. It's in the awesome, powerful name of Jesus we pray these things. Everybody said, I want to thank you for being here today and I want you to know that our prayer ministry team is gonna stay up here as long as possible. If we can come alongside of you and encourage you in any form or fashion, you come. Thank you, you're dismissed.